Namaste. Welcome back to the discussion on Gunas. So we are trying to understand Gunas more and more so that we can apply this knowledge in our day-to-day life. When we are having a particular Guna, first thing, if we can recognize what it is, then we can change. If we are in tamas, then we have to move to rajas. When we are in rajas, we try to move to sattva. <clears throat> and when we are in sattva, we maintain sattva. When you are in sattva, you don't disturb it. The tricky part is, when we are in tamas, we may not be knowing that we are in tamas. Similarly, when rajas is influencing us, we may be recognizing, but we try to justify that. When we are in tamas, that is when the the energy is expressing as tamas, means the pure energy is not expressed, pure energy is blocked. It is like a screen, a thick screen through which the light is passing. So that is why we say delusion. Delusion means it distorts, distorts the the reality. That's why when they are practicing vipassana and all, the vipassana meditation, literally vipassana is from the Sanskrit root vipashati, vipassana means to see very well, see clearly, see things as they are. That is sattva, seeing things as they are. Seeing things in a different way, is is tamas. That's why we have two words, prama and brahma. Ma means knowledge. In Sanskrit, ma means knowledge. Prama means clear knowledge, correct knowledge. Brahma means wrong knowledge. Because once I remember someone asked me, is there something called wrong knowledge? Yes, of course, there is something called wrong knowledge. When you don't know things correctly, that is wrong knowledge. When everyone was thinking earth is flat, it is called wrong knowledge. You have to you have to go somewhere and you are at crossroads and uh, you don't know which direction to go. You decided to go in one direction. And once you decided, the moment your decision is made, the energy is released and you will start going. But that may be the wrong direction. So sometimes uh, to reach your next door you can immediately reach or you can go all over the world and reach your next door after 10 years. So that is what we call as a wrong knowledge. Because some people try to argue there is nothing called wrong knowledge. Uh, all that you know you can reach next door in any way you want. Yeah you can reach in 10 minutes or you can reach after 10 years. Your, your choice. So when we are in tamas the energy is blocked or it is distorted. Distorted leading to wrong understanding. When we are not understanding things properly, when there is a delusion, we don't know that we are in delusion. This is the biggest trouble.
when we are in tamas it's difficult to recognize we are in tamas so then how to get out of it one suffering because when we are in tamas it leads to suffering it leads to darkness so through suffering we learn that's why suffering is not bad suffering sometimes in fact many times it makes us think it slows down suffering puts a break in our life and helps us in getting grounded helps us to mellow down and learn provided we utilize the suffering some people utilize the suffering to learn some people don't utilize the suffering to learn so they suffer many times before they start recognizing that they have to learn something so that's why we say mistake is not wrong but repeating mistakes is foolishness because in order to grow in life in order to do things in life we we have to do we have to move we have to do so mistakes can happen if we are afraid of mistakes we will never be able to do anything but then we learn from mistakes is intelligence so suffering is one way so then someone can say that should i wait for suffering to teach me maybe sometimes yes because uh, we don't understand otherwise life teaches us through suffering and but at least if we learn from suffering then we don't need to suffer again one second is we can learn from others suffering so to understand whether i am in tamas or not i can learn it from others suffering if i am also in the in similar situations i can learn observing by observing others this is where in fact in indian system or of the indian mythology they created a lot of stories they created lot of stories because we can relate ourselves to those stories we can observe like the story of ramayana the story of rama and that's where the story of hanuman and other things come so in the story of ramayana the ravana is the villain is a big achiever he achieved lot of things in life <coughs> he was the most successful person at at his time most successful he conquered so many countries he conquered so many lokas so many realms if at all there was someone most successful during his time he was the one so because of the success of course he was arrogant he was aggressive and he thought that his attitudes and his temperament gave him the success so he all the more was reinforcing his own attitudes and approach to things in life so he used to think his thinking is the best his knowledge is best his power is the greatest and he was a greedy person though he succeeded so much he was never happy because he wanted to get some more success a little more even a little more. he had many women and he wanted one more all the time one more greed was his problem so through this story they tried to tell us show us what is tamas and many occasions how ravana ravana was trying to support his tamas with his arguments this is what we also call as devil quoting scriptures 
at one point before he was planning to kidnap sita he kidnapped sita sita was the wife of rama so when he started planning the kidnap plan then he approaches one maricha his name is maricha maricha he was a, 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 a magician maricha was a magician he was having this is nothing to do with this maricha is nothing to do with your maricha asana so this maricha was a magician he was uh, he can take different forms and he can do a lot of tricks so ravana wanted his help in kidnapping sita so he tells maricha that you have to help me in this then maricha says that this is not a good idea this is not right kidnapping uh, is not correct you are a great successful person why don't you go and fight rama and uh, take her away ravana says i don't need to do that then this i also employ some tricks sometimes so this is one of them and maricha opposes the idea and explains him that this is not right this is against dharma and uh, ravana tells i know what is dharma and what is adharma not dharma and he talks he gives a big talk if you read the chapter you will be surprised to see how ravana was talking very logically apparently very logical and also quoting scriptures all the time and he tells him that if you don't help me i am going to kill you if you help me maybe you will you will escape you will escape the killing of rama because maricha was afraid that rama may kill him then he says rama may kill or may not kill in future but if you are not going to do what i am telling you to do i am going to kill you so anyway maricha helps ravana in kidnapping sita rama kills maricha all that is a different story and after kidnapping when he takes sita to lanka the present day sri lanka and then ravana's own brothers kumbhakarna and vibhishana they also oppose they also explain to him this is not right again he threatens them he explains and he talks from the standpoint of this is right this is not wrong and all that so why i am telling this is that this is what i call as we call as tamas delusion giving logic to a wrong thing so sometimes we do things which are not right but somehow we think that it is right that is why we need to understand dharma that's why when i was talking about the dharma i said afterwards i will take gunas the topic of gunas because dharma will guide us in terms of understanding our gunas for example if i am having certain intentions which are against dharma then i have to understand it is not sattva but it is tamas tamas will lead to deeper darkness and suffering we don't want to suffer so better get out of tamas similarly rajas so rajas also rajas is expressed as greed anger arrogance aggression show off so all these are expressions of rajas again i am not saying right and wrong try to understand we are talking like a science we are not in science we don't talk about right and wrong 
we try to understand things so in the same way we are trying to understand now so when there is rajas rajas leads to disturbance and sorrow so when we are driven by greed anger jealousy aggression arrogance show off all these things are they lead only to to suffering so it's our choice if we want to suffer then yeah we can go ahead with uh, rajas but we fail to see this and we try to justify this again comes up in so many stories in the big book mahabharata mahabharata bhagavad gita comes from mahabharata only in mahabharata the epic there also the villain duryodhana was driven by jealousy the whole book is about different emotions how they operate it's a fantastic book like on psychology but through stories so the main antagonist duryodhana was driven by jealousy and at every point he justifies his jealousy he gives logic to it he explains that there is it's not jealousy it is all it's all correct so when we are justifying rajas and tamas so the first loss will be to ourselves nobody else loses first we lose of course others also lose people around us will suffer first we will suffer and then people around us will start suffering if i am driven by rajas or tamas first i will be suffering then my close family members will suffer then my friends and other circle will suffer and the world at large will suffer so if you can look at it if you can look at the suffering in the world many times is perpetuated by these greedy and jealous people they are intelligent please remember it's not that they are not they are very intelligent so they use all their intelligence to justify their greed and jealousy and then it leads to suffering of of course they suffer and they also put others to suffering now you can see in the industrial world they using all their intelligence yes some are doing lot of good to the world but lot of other industries they are doing so much bad to the to the nature to individuals so all this intelligence is used to justify their rajas and tamas these gunas are very critical we have to understand them properly so when we don't oppose the rajas and tamas that also leads to sort of suffering so we are passive supporters of tamas and rajas most of the people in the world generally are very passive they don't appreciate good work and they don't discourage the bad things this leads to also lot of suffering in the world so tacitly if i am supporting uh, bad things then it is tamas and if i am not appreciating good things that also is a tamas and rajas combination so in fact we should be quick in appreciating good things and maybe slow to criticize because we can wait observe without judgments decide and then we should come forward to oppose so appreciation becomes a, a, an expression of sattva 
so gratitude and appreciation so we need to bring awareness into these things so if we appreciate someone doing good things it will encourage them to do more good things so i have a friend uh, she is doing lot of work on uh, uh, against human trafficking it's such a difficult job initially when she used to do it was so difficult for her because very few people people used to appreciate her work and lot of people used to criticize her work so it's so difficult to motivate herself to do that work so then i used to think like how difficult for people who are doing good things to continue to motivate themselves and do so this is again a, a responsibility for us to cultivate cultivate sattva not justify rajas and tamas or when we are in tamas and rajas slowly move towards sattva tamas as i told you is difficult to recognize we get carried away by it if we are lucky we will learn before we suffer but at least when we learn, when we suffer we should try to learn but when we are in rajas we should try to recognize that otherwise it will finally lead to internal suffering it is suffering not only to us but it will give suffering to our close people and world at large now you remember karma the karma comes up here again when i am doing things with the intentions which are not really correct and it's also a karma intention is a karma and it again gives back the results so we need to keep that in mind so moving from tamas to rajas and from rajas to sattva and when you are in sattva maintain sattva don't disturb the sattva if you are peaceful then continue to be peaceful if you are doing already certain good things continue the good things if you have already uh, are having some certain good attitudes good tendencies protect them keep them don't disturb them don't lose them this is equally important and slowly we should start cultivating more and more of sattva that is more peace balance so in order to increase sattva meditation becomes a very important tool even 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day just sitting quiet sitting quiet taking a review of the day and being brutally honest with oneself we have to be brutally honest with ourselves we can put a face to others doesn't matter we don't need to tell everything to everyone if even if you have done something wrong you don't need to go and tell everyone uh, whatever you are doing you don't need to post it on facebook but you have to be honest with yourself this is also a part of the developing the sattva being honest with ourselves spend a few minutes at least every day to just see the composition of the gunas what is happening how the gunas changed in the day and how you are getting carried away by different gunas it becomes very important so we continue again thank you oh